Okay, hello and welcome to the latest episode of uh, Total Real Call. I almost forgot the name of the podcast then. Um, so this week we are looking at, well, I, you know what, I'm going to let Simon introduce this one because you, uh, it was you that came up, well not that came up with it, but this is kind of what um, inspired the, the podcast as a whole anyway, wasn't it? So do you want to tell us a bit it, more about how that it, happened? It was. It, it was the film that gave me the light bulb moment for this podcast, I think. Well, actually, well, we've been speaking for ages about doing something, haven't we? So that was yeah. always there. But I I watched this, or I, I turned on film four probably a few months ago, and it was on in the afternoon, this film, The Cassandra Crossing. I don't know if we've, uh, we've introduced it, but the film is The Cassandra Crossing. And I remember watching this, well, I don't know, whenever, when I was young and kind of it, it's, I don't know, watching it again, I just, after about five minutes, had about 30 minutes of material to talk about it because it's that, <laughs> I mean, it, if we thought Miller's Cross in our previous film was hard to talk about, this is almost hard to talk about, but in a lot, in a, in a completely different way, isn't it? It's so, so yeah, I think, you know, when it's the kind of film you're watching it and you can just, if you had somebody in the room who was interested in the film, you could just kind of deconstruct it and talk about it forever because it's just genius. It's pretty I have never, I have (laughs) never seen, I have never seen anything like this film. I watched it yesterday afternoon and yeah, I mean, I got about a million questions. There's so much going on. It is bonkers so it is what was this 1976 this came out the um the little blurb online just says passengers on a european train have been exposed to a deadly disease nobody will will let them off the train so what happens next that's basically all it says well there's a lot lot more to it than that (laughs) well i mean that's the general premise i mean that is is pretty much the script it's just what goes on on that train is absolutely well, on the on the there's a really um, over the top action packed poster. I'd quite like a copy of this poster actually to put on my wall. But it, it, it what it says on the poster is uh, at noon on October the 25th, the Transcontinental Express left Geneva Station with almost 1,000 people on board. Their destination: Basel, Paris, Brussels, Amsterdam, Copenhagen, and Stockholm no one arrived that's quite a lot to put on a poster i mean i i could almost say that that poster would what make you want to watch it because it's a great poster i mean i would say i don't know why they've had to go like british rail and and announce every station they stopped at (laughs) that that was pointless it's like going Derby to Nottingham, stopping at Spondon, Attenborough. What's the point? what's the point of that it's a bizarre thing to put on a poster but the poster is amazing the it poster is, is the best is. thing about it. In, in, in no word of a lie, <laughs> the poster. If I saw that poster and didn't know anything about it, I'd want to watch that film. <laughs> I mean, but I, I am urging everybody to watch this film from this podcast because yeah. I don't think you'll regret it. No, I don't, I don't think you would. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where to start because it's kind of. No, I don't. I tell you, I tell you what. Sec- I, I, the poster definitely is the best thing about it. But the second best thing about it was the opening shot, which was obviously like a drone shot. I don't know how they did Well, I'm assuming they did it with the helicopter, but they were literally flying over the city pretty low. I was, it was well impressive. I, was, I thought, oh, this is great. This is a good opening. Yes. <laughs> all the way all the way into like the, 
what they call the um they call it the International Health Organization, which I yeah. suppose is the equivalent now of the World Health Organization. And um I mean basically that this these two I suppose they're supposed to be terrorists, are these couple of guys and they go in and they're trying to plant a bomb and it goes wrong, a security catch them and there's a bit of a shootout and then some disease, you know, virus gets sprayed into their faces. Yeah. And that's kind of how it all starts, isn't it? And that that is how it starts, yeah. And it is it's I mean, it sets the scene, doesn't it, for it. And it I, I, yeah, I'm struggling. So yeah, I think that's that's a good setup. And then and then somehow I mean I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I genuinely don't know how to start it because that's it because they kind of get basically then one yeah so one of them's one of them's like the one that's shot and is infected is in the hospital or is he in yes, hospital yes. isn't it but, some kind of well you know they've got they've got a an isolation unit an isolation unit, yeah that's yeah, it, within that building haven't they and, and he and he's kind of in quarantine there and um, uh, and very quickly develop. I mean, it turns out in the end, it's the bubonic plague or something, isn't it? Like some kind of. That's, but but it seems. It. To, but it seems to come on within you know minutes, hours, and and um, and so and, then uh, then they figure out that he had an accomplice who has escaped the building, yeah, and has got a ticket to get on this train. That's and so therefore they need to you know and then, and then they bring somebody in from the. Uh, army i guess i mean this th that's the first thing to concentrate because it's kind of set up into two different things isn't it because you've got yeah bert lancaster i mean bert is having a pain here, isn't he and he he's is. in is in a control center but bizarrely just with i mean maybe because now we know in, this is 76 and we're in 2000 living through a global pandemic we realize yeah. in hindsight how how difficult it is to control a global pandemic but but in 1976, it's just Burt Lancaster, one one doctor, <laughs> and another bloke in the office. That's all there is. There's three three people in the office controlling this. So it's which is great. I one mean, of the things, one of the things I wrote down was like Burt Lancaster is mo pretty much most of the time sat in that control room on his own, yeah, like just dealing with the whole thing. And I'm like, he's just got a couple of phones, and he just keeps picking up phones. And just going, get me the helicopter pilot. And get yeah. me. Like, who's he talking to on those phones? I, I don't know, but I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, somebody's happy with what he's doing, and the other bloke in the room just seems to occasionally wander in and make him a cup of tea. And then there's the scientist. <laughs> there's a scientist who's kind of, I guess, there for the moral, well, for the science, but also to kind of props provide the science versus military aspect. But, she's she's the she's the professor witty of the situation professor witty exactly exactly that's a really good uh this i mean this is getting more i mean this this film should be shown in schools probably now because it is probably more I relevant think it probably should, uh, yeah. every second we talk about it, it's more relevant but yeah so there's that isn't there and and obviously this film is i guess you can tell it's a real budget scraper of something they've probably seen the towering inferno or they've seen all these 70s disaster movies the poseidon adventure i'm guessing all these were before but you know what i mean in the 70s they would liked a good disaster movie and this is set up to be a disaster movie which just hasn't got the budget or hasn't got anything about it as it's to really to really be the big disaster they've just i think somebody just like it's we would like we would do we'd say oh it's a plague train let's make a film 
where, where can we do? We've done a boat. We've yeah. done a, we've yeah. done a plane. We've Lots done snakes, exactly snakes maybe on. in a plane. Yeah, yeah. So let's do let's do a train. Not done a train yet. <laughs> snakes <laughs> so, on a plane. Plague on a train. Snakes. Snakes on a. Snakes on a. Yeah, it's just plague. Um, yeah, let's do plague it, snakes on a on a tram or something like that. Could work, couldn't it? <laughs> snakes with the plague on a tram. Um. The set, the, the the set that he is sitting in. So Bert Lancaster sat in, in the what well, let's call it the World Health Health Organization. Like they've got let's some kind call of it that. Control, <laughs> control room there. He's got he's got a massive desk, phones all over it. He's got loads of buttons behind him. He's got a whole setup of screens, like showing you know Europe and whereabouts this train is at any yeah. one point, and all this information and stuff he's got coming in. Um, sat on his own, weirdly. He hasn't got like a team of people. But what it reminded me of, well, two things. One, it looked like a Bond set. Just that bit looked like a Bond set. Yeah. Because it was all quite sleek and modern and almost a bit, you know, Dr. Evil-y. Um, but also the, um, the, yeah, I mean, I mean, he he's kind of trying to trying to control control stuff from there in, in, in the same style as they try to do it in the Bourne films, I think. Uh, nowadays, okay. you know, when someone comes, comes into the room and says, "Okay, we've got to find this guy. Come on, come on, people!" Mm. You know, when they, they always say "people" at the end of their sentences to um, to talk to the whole gang, <clears throat> we've got to, we've got to come up. You know, we've got, we've got to focus. We've got to find this guy. And um, but obviously, back in 1976, they didn't really have the technology. Although they did have what looked like an Amiga uh, 1200 embedded <laughs> into the table, um, which um, they kept tapping into, and they got the passenger list and everything. I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to be flitting about with all kinds of bits of information here because for a start, the film doesn't make sense. So us talking about it ain't going to make sense either. And I've got no order to how I'm going to talk about these things. But um, the, the fact, well, one thing that I um, that I got me thinking about wanting to, oh, obviously when the pandemic, the, our, our own real life pandemic is over, the fact that that train route exists, Paris to Stockholm, makes me want to get on that train and do that route because that sounds amazing. Uh, that, a couple of years ago, the last the last holiday I went on was to Copenhagen and Stockholm. We flew there. If I'd have known there was a train route, I'd have got on the train. So you can do the Cassandra crossing route? like uh, I mean, obviously, yes. that's... Well, I, I mean, assume so. I need to look it up. But... I mean, I don't want to... Spoiler alert, the bridge isn't there anymore, as far as I know. But I mean... <laughs> well, the bridge, the bridge is there. Oh, is it the real bridge? That bridge isn't there anymore. Um, uh, but it's I mean, so realistically should... at the end where it collapsed. I mean, how? Well, perhaps we should go into a bit more detail about how this story goes. Yes. So, they all... get... so th- th- this 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 terrorist who has got the disease gets on this train. Yeah. The train leaves from Paris. Loads of people on this train. Again, it's throwing characters at your left, right, and centre. You're trying to keep track of who everybody is. It's it's very much like I found, um, a bit like Airplane. Yeah, because it is a it is a disaster film. Except they're trying to make it seriously. So you've got nuns getting on the train. You've got yes. like little kids. I mean. All sorts of, of stuff going on. Loads it, of different characters. I, I, just that that there's a time where. Um, Richard Harris, uh, Sophie, I think Sophie Loren, um, yeah. Charlie Sheen, and a nun are having dinner <laughs> on the train. <laughs> just... And the next table, OJ Simpson's there dressed as a OJ priest. OJ Simpson's <laughs> a priest on it. 
I mean, God damn it, this is great. <laughs> I mean, just already you just have to say that and you want to watch it. But yeah, yeah. you're right. They're, they're, yeah, the, that's the print. They're, they're trapped on the train with this yeah. terrorist who, I mean, I don't know about you. I mean, you don't know he's got the plague, but he's, he's, if you saw him, he's very sweaty, isn't he? Is, I, yeah. I already bit, feel like this guy has got a dab on, hasn't he? And he's wearing the biggest jumper ever. So take your jumper yeah. off you. What's going on? You got a right sweat yeah. on. And he's just simple solution. To he's that. just wandering yeah. around, picking kids up, showing them out the window, um, <laughs> drinking from the same water as a basset hound. I think. <laughs> He, did. he, drank, <laughs> he drank, forgot about that bit. He drank some water out of the bowl of a basset hound, which is in the like the, in the luggage. And did he go up? Was he was he sick in the or was he in the kitchen at one point? I mean, where's the? He was he sick in the food? I can't remember. He was sick into a bowl of rice, which was then served. <laughs> I forgot that. We say what's going on. I couldn't write it all down quick enough. The other it thing was randomly walking around the train, wasn't he? Yeah. I, 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 I like you. I, I've written so much down. I'm going to have to flit around. But yeah, when they found out the obviously, I mean, because uh, Bert Lancaster's got this me- mega technology, and he gets the uh, he gets the gets the passenger list up, and the and the and the scientist goes, "Oh, Jonathan Chamberlain's on the train." Is that good? Yeah. Well, it could be good. And they get him on the blower. So old old Richard Harris is, gets to gets to you know get get involved. And they start searching the train for sweaty guy, but he was there right <laughs> at the start. They just didn't look down. He was sitting. He was right next. He was just hiding behind a sandbag, wasn't he? He, just, he, was, he was basically went next to where Richard Harris was on the phone. <laughs> but it also gave them then gave them the chance to just basically there's a lot of this they were able to as you say introduce characters and lots of different passengers by saying oh we've got to search the whole train so that meant they could just go into everyone's there was no locks on anyone's doors they just started looking in everyone's room and people in I, I don't know that's where Charlie Sheen popped up and I mean Charlie Sheen who he was probably the best actor in it but he was we found out he was a heroin addict he was just kind of yes oh man and a mountain yeah, climber so the, and a mountain climber because that's where heroin addicts get the heroin from um so yeah you're right yeah, yeah. they just were able to go up and down this track and and they'd be introduced to all these bizarre characters like the the old kind of Jewish guy who didn't want to go back. To, uh, I don't know. He just the way he went crazy. I don't know. I can't even speak about this. This is just so good. The way <laughs> the guy with the magic trick went a bit crazy, didn't well, he? Well, they they obviously the the route they were supposed to go and end up in Stockholm. The, the way Bert Lancaster wants to deal with this situation is he wants to divert the train to Poland. Um. And it will go over this huge kind of viaduct bridge called the Cassandra Crossing. Um, and it kind of transpires throughout the film that this, you know, he won't stop the train because obviously the right thing to do would be to stop the train, yeah. get everybody off, get them all quarantined, get them all treated, all the rest of it. But he didn't want to do that. It does pull in, but they sh- they they kind of drill or weld these kind of metal plates onto the window so that everyone's yeah. literally stuck in the train. And then they carry the train on into uh to towards poland 
with with a view to it going over this bridge, knowing that it's a weak bridge and that the train would fall off and kill yeah. everybody on board, and that, and then that's the end of the pandemic. But, I mean, there are certain things to that logic. First of all, uh, well, first of all, before we get to that, the, there's bits where the welding the train that took a long time to get through the welding bit. I didn't think they needed to spend <laughs> twenty, thirty minutes watching the train be welded, which was hard. <laughs> that was hard graft. <laughs> Um, it reminded me then, that whole scene. So yeah. That whole scene reminded me a little bit, just from the outside shots and the way it was lit, looked very much like a kind of cross between ET and and also looked a bit like Super Eight. Um, so when they made that more recently, yeah. they, they made it look like an old eighties film. Obviously, this was set in the seventies, but just the way it was lit and everyone was in their white hazmat suits and they were welding stuff and there was you know flames everywhere and, and floodlights and yeah. stuff. It just looked very. You know, obviously they're trying to contain a thing, so they're trying to contain it. Okay, it's probably not the best way, but they've had a go. But, but yeah, that is the so that's the general concept of it. But before we get there, we do, I think we one one of the greatest scenes in the film we need to talk about is the the helicopter rescue. <laughs> or, yes. Well, well, it is a rescue, but it's not. Well, it's not. So the idea at the first is to to get the bloke with the plague into a basket yeah so they can that the helicopters drop down and they take him off the plane which even to me thinks that's probably not gonna solve the problem of the train anyway i.e there'll probably be other people but you know it doesn't make that much sense but Anyway, well, they, t- they, the they, they test it. They test got... it. They test it out with the dog, don't they? They they they've got a basket basically swinging off well, the bottom of the helicopter. Then they're going to winch up. Well, I, I don't think they do test it out with the dog. I think what the idea is because they're wrestling this guy, I and mean, this is the best thing about Richard Harris. He obviously can't be bothered to get his hands dirty, so he's let he leaves uh, Sophie Loren and and Max, the the guy from Heart to Heart, to wrestle the the plague victim. Try and tie him up, and which if you notice the tie, when they're trying to tie his legs up, it's the worst knots in the world that he can obviously get out. Of. <laughs> so they're going to put him in this basket, and then they say, "Oh, oh!" Then they notice that the dog is not feeling very well because it's got a bit of slobber or something, <laughs> and and they say, "Oh, what about the dog?" And they put the dog in to the basket, uh, but then when you notice the dog, the dog in the basket is clearly like a stuffed animal that they have to kind of winch up. And then suddenly, for some reason, the helicopter pilots realise that trees might be an issue, so they have to kind of pull away. And then I was really interested in the la- in the bit where they take the dog back to the base, and you can see where they where they focus on the helicopter shots. There's just a picture of the guy stroking the dog all the time. <laughs> really bizarre, really bizarre kind of thing. But anyway, so the dog gets rescued. Sweaty, sweaty plague man doesn't get rescued, and that's I think when they yeah. go on to kind of uh, seal the train in metal with loads of guards on, and all that kind of thing. Yeah, it's uh, there, there, there was a bit, I mean, that yeah, I mean, you would not get away with dealing with. Well, I mean, obviously, we haven't got away with dealing with the pandemic in the way that they have they did in this film, but <clears throat> the no. fact that. Um, Old Bert says on the phone to uh, whoever he's whoever he's talking to when he gets these troops onto the train in their hazmat suits, all armed, and he said, "Anybody that tries to leave that train, you need to shoot them and kill them, which make sure they're dead." 
I was like, wow, this has taken a really dark turn. It's about halfway through the film. I was like, this is, this is, yeah, this is a shot. I thought, you know, just get a few of the ill people off and just test, you know, make sure everybody else is all right. But the, his main focus seems to be that he's going to struggle to quarantine a thousand people. Yeah. Now, for us, for, I mean, my one of my first questions is, doesn't look, I mean, the, the, the train they show in, in that film, you don't see the full train. You see a few couple of helicopter shots. It doesn't look that big. Not it doesn't look enormous. This train, but no. yet it says there's a thousand passengers on board. No, I think are you, I'd be interested to see how big a tree, train would need to be to fit a thousand people, especially yeah. when they're all sleeping in those little cabins. I, I, I like you. I don't think there are a thousand people on that train. And you're right. He, he's kind of yeah. He, he, he kind of. I think he feels really pleased with the job he's doing, but essentially just seems to be, I can't be asked to set up a, a quarantine facility, so I'm going to run these people off and kill them all. And then I, what I thought is at the end, surely would would a, a plague-ridden body floating down a river be a good idea? You know, would that help? <laughs> I mean, I'm not a bubonic plague expert, but I'm sure, because they didn't even have people. He just kind of walked away at the end as if that was his job done. He didn't have to go and clean up the train that had fell off the bridge no he just puts he just puts his hat and coat on and walks down the corridor and out course, building, yeah he's that's, like that's, a mysterious yeah. character but anyway before we get to that end there's there's some other great scenes of yeah charlie charlie sheen losing it because he's gone withdrawal pinching a machine gun <laughs> shooting <laughs> shooting the radio which is quite handy isn't it because that sets up the fact that they can't get in touch with the with the people on the train now Bert lancaster can't do it he can't get in touch with them because again, I don't know if we're not giving away too much, but the one of the big twists in the film, I mean, this is pre-twists probably, this is pre, pre, you know, all those kind of things, but that the plague just cures itself. So everyone's, yeah, out, everyone's it's, fine. It's, they find out, the doctor <laughs> in the lab finds out, because they ship that dog from the helicopter back to the World Health Organization. God knows how yeah. many miles that was away. Um, <clears throat> the, the dog gets better. Now, a few more questions um, that, no one, that no one's going to answer for us. I don't expect you to answer them. I can't answer them. But I don't know how long this train takes. I would have to, we'd have to look it up. How long a train takes from to get from Paris to Stockholm? Let's say let's say it's a day. I can't see it being yeah. much more than 24 hours. Certainly, you know. So let's say, let's say that's how long it is. Now, <clears throat> that means that these people are getting the plague, catching it, getting a bit of a fever, developing like open sores on their faces and their yes. fingers and stuff. Yeah. Then being given a bit of oxygen from, I don't know where, obviously this, this train's like properly stocked up with oxygen. Yeah. Tanks. I'm sure they all are. Um, and, uh, and then getting better all within however long this train is taking to, yeah. to get to that stage. Now, now that's not the most unbelievable thing about this film, but uh, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not sure that that would that would happen. Perhaps we should have tried to get a doctor on to explain that because you know maybe, uh, maybe. We're, we're learning every day. We're learning more about global pandemics. It seems That's so. True. Maybe in '76, you know, this is what happened with the plague. It lasted. I mean, they were in. To be fair, they were in that you know metal uh, kind of welding place for probably 
two weeks by the looks oh, of that. It felt like, felt like two yeah. weeks when they were welding yeah. it on. So yeah. that was it. Metal, plate, metal plates onto every window of a train. That probably yeah. does take a while. And, yeah. And what, yeah, no, so I don't think there is an answer to that. But, but essentially it meant that just by breathing air, you got better. So there wasn't really that much of a problem. <laughs> a little bonus, and, isn't it? Yeah, on the, uh, they, they seem to... Who? What, how were they eating on the plane on the train? Because the, the, every time you went to the the um, the dining car, there was just two people sitting in there, just as if it would be nicely set up for to have a conversation, you know, about like Something like else, when I they thought. could speak to Max about oh, what do you know about the Cassandra Crossing? Oh, it's really, you know, it's it's a really weak bridge. Everyone's moved from there. Oh, that's handy. Let's go and tell everyone else that this is a you know, it's a really weak bridge. And also, before I forget, Max. Max is Max from the is the same character from Heart to Heart. Yeah, do you remember right, Heart yeah, to yeah. Heart as a TV program? I do. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Max in Heart to Heart as well. So I didn't know if he was actually playing the character he is in Heart to Heart or whether you know I, I'm confused about that bit. I've not no. seen him in that much, but I mean the fact that he's got the same name in the only two things I've ever seen him in is confusing to me. Well, anyway, a lot, of things, a lot of things are confusing to me. One thing that I, another thing that I spotted in that dining car, <clears throat> once it all goes to shit halfway through or two thirds of the way through the film and they've got armed, you know, hazmat suited, you know, um, army professionals all over the place. There's a scene where two people are talking yeah. in that dining car. There's no one, no one in there. There's a couple of people just sat talking in the, in the, in the car. And in the background is, Hey, you, you know what? You, you know what I'm going to say. So, a barman who is just calmly polishing the glasses like a barman would. So, yeah, who is he polishing those glasses for? He knows that this train is about to go like off a ravine and kill everybody on board. There's a pandemic on board as well. Yeah, but he's still sticking to his his role of like polishing these glasses. And there's a guy with a gun standing right in front of him. <laughs> just next to him. <laughs> yeah it's just bizarre it's like he's saying yeah that i noticed that it's like you said the director said right okay we need a barman in the scene what what am i doing director well you know what do barman do polish glasses let's polish glasses polish glasses well it's just bizarre yeah i noticed that and and in that i think one thing that really bugs me in tv and films in general is when because i think the two people that's the max scene where sophie loren's yeah. talking to max and and he's drinking a cup of coffee with no coffee in it, and that really winds up. People pretend to drink drinks, and you, there's quite obviously no drinks. So they just lift it up, empty it out, drink. Oh, I'm drinking, drink, drink. No, you're not drinking. Just don't pretend you're drinking if there's no. God's sake! But anyway, right. that's bizarre. No. That is complete. Yeah, that another was thing sense. I've got written down that was that was um, when again when it all like, went nuts and Charlie Sheen was like because. I'm pretty sure I read this right, as in I read it, you know, I saw it in, on on screen and heard somebody say it. I think somebody said that he was a mountain climber or some kind, something like that. I don't know what the backstory is to Charlie Sheen's character, but anyway, because he was some kind of mountain climber, they they decided they'd put him, they'd give him a knife and he would cut that kind of like rubbery concertina bit between two train carriages. He'd cut through that, go up onto the roof of the train. I don't know where he was going even, and. Um, but he needed to get, he needed to go to the other end of the train and do something. And he kind of bottled it, didn't he? Because, you know, it, it was his heroin. Yeah. 
Was he trying to get to the train was, driver and tell him stop? I don't, I don't his, know. His uh, heroin was Maybe. wearing off, so he didn't have the balls to do it. But then he all of a sudden did have the balls to do it. And obviously, there was some obvious, like, very ropey green screen going on when he pops his head out the top of the train. But oh. then, whoever they got to actually scale the side of this train, moving train, that was that was a real dude. And I was like, I was quite impressed with that. I was thinking, watching it, thinking that they've actually done that. There's someone because they, 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 again, it was must have been a helicopter shot or something. And they panned out, and such you could see this train. And there was a guy, you know, kind of climbing Spider-Man style down the side of this train. And I was like, that really, it's got no ropes on yeah. it, not that I could see. And there's no way they were digitizing stuff out back then. So that was that was a proper proper That's stunt. A, that it's was. the 70s. They wouldn't have. They, that was pro yeah, it was good. But the yeah, I was gonna say the, the green screen or whatever when you see Charlie <laughs> Sheen's face on top of the train, it's just absolutely rubbish. Looks like he's taking a dump or something. <laughs> and just like had that you know, that like expression on his face. I don't know what he was and doing. Blow, blowing air into his face <laughs> to make him look and like yeah. he was <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, it was that was <laughs> oh, that was so good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, and then that's so a, yeah, he was supposed to do that, wasn't yes. he? I think he was supposed to do it first and he bottled it. And then they thought, well, actually, what we've got to do is the passengers or a certain amount of the passengers take over the take over the train. Like that that. They, or, or they know they've got to hold, not take over the train, but hold the other guards. Mm. And that's where that, that turns in. As you say, it's quite dark because... The guards are just shooting kids, women, everybody in the way. And also, what I also enjoyed, there were some passengers that just thought, yeah, this is amazing, let's just get hold of a machine gun. And they, they were just bombing down the train as if they were like SAS people. No training whatsoever. Like, like these hippie characters that are in there. Yeah, these hippie characters that have been set up as like singing in their in their room. Yeah, playing the bongos oh, and stuff. They were, yeah. singing away with their... And it was just like this guy just charging down, just mowing everybody down in a, in a white suit, which is absolutely, absolutely crazy. So, yeah, and then then I think they blow, they blow, basically the, some they blow up part of the train. They do, yeah. That was the idea, wasn't it? I guess to then really, oh, anyway, to release the carriages. <laughs> just exhausted even talking about do. it. <laughs> Yeah, because and also I like the I like the obviously you see the old bridge the the, the Cassandra crossing or whatever they call it and and you the first time you see the the bridge when they talk about it you just think there's no way the train can go onto that anyway because the the it's just overgrown with grass and blocks so the train's not getting anywhere near that it derailed before yeah it even got to that that place. Oh, before you know what? Before I go any further, I'm gonna. We're just almost near the end of the film. I just wanted to say what you get your thoughts on the soundtrack and the sound effects because that is just just the seventies kind of the sound mix. like synth kind of noises that came. Well, the, the, the over the top, wow, over we. the top music was one thing <clears throat> because like something had happened, and then it'd just be like way way over the top dramatic music like just like you say crazy synth noise ah, like screaming like i'm glad i never saw it in the cinema because it would have given me like some kind of i would I'd have had a breakdown watching it but also just just generally the sound mix was awful because if someone turned away from the camera like they were talking and then they turned away to get something a gun or whatever you, you then couldn't hear them so they obviously like 
hadn't been mic'd up properly. Or, I don't know. They were sh- probably shooting in very confined space. Obviously, they were shooting on a train or certainly in a train carriage. But bloody hell! And and also the um, just generally the the shot choices. Uh, like I say, that opening drone shot at the beginning, I was like, oh, this is going to be really well put together. This is great. This is a great little drone shot. I'm well, well into this. Then I saw the building. <laughs> I saw like the sci-fi version of the World Health Organization, whatever. It looked a bit like a... I mean, it had weird kind of those kind of doors that shh, shh, like Star Trek style style doors. And very, oh, yeah. way too futuristic. Yes. Like I say, like a Bond villain kind of lair or something. But then some of the shots were, were just held way too long. People's weird forced reactions to stuff. And then they just held, held the shot for like yeah. five seconds. And you're like, what is it? Why have they not edited this? Why has it not been a bit more choppy? You know? Yeah, there's just like loads and loads of that, wasn't it? When they're going through the carriages, there's loads of different characters. They're obviously just extras getting their moment to say, like when when they announced that the train wasn't going to stop where it was going to stop, they had loads of people going, oh, what a, you know, just really bad reactions to, oh, I need to get <laughs> off the train. What about, oh, this is no, just really, yeah, as you say, it doesn't need any of that, did it? Charlie, Charlie Sheen really needed didn't. off the train because he needed his heroin fix. That's what, but I mean, I mean, it's hard because Charlie Sheen was one of the best things in it. Obviously, Richard, Richard Harris, Harris was really good. Just, but he was, I mean, what would it, what, what must Richard Harris He's great, but what what must he really for? What must what's he? He obviously needed a new house <laughs> or something, or something like that. I know something bizarre because what what was the, you know? He's got a. I think there's one line, my favourite line in it, where he goes. I've already said where they're going through the train searching for sweaty man, <laughs> yes. sweaty play guy, and, and he bursts into that. Bursts into the hippies' bedroom where they've just had sex, I think. And and, I and before oh, we've already seen we've already say. seen sweaty guy. <laughs> we've already seen sweaty guy in because yeah. he's already been in there and barged in and run out. And he goes, oh, kind of. The, the, and she says, oh, something about oh, that's the we don't need another sweaty pervert. And Richard Harris has to say the line, yes, what sweaty does. pervert? That's it. He delivers that in a what? What sweaty pervert? I think that's that's got to be the best line Richard Harris has ever had. It's to, amazing. I wrote. I've literally film. written that down on my pad. What sweaty pervert? Question mark. What? <laughs> that should. That should. And I that might, kind of leads them back to where. I might make it. I bought a book recently of alternative film posters of more modern films, really, but. And um, yeah, uh, two or three pages on each film, and, and people have de- like designed their own stuff. I might make, and not that it needs it, but I might make my own version of a Cassandra Crossing poster, and that's going to be what sweaty, uh, sweaty. <laughs> that's what, what I'm sweaty, putting. That's what I'm putting on the poster. Oh my god! I mean, what the yeah? Um, journey. I mean, so we're getting close to the end of it, but I did forget as also the guy that the old guy escaped from the train yes. during the welding section. And kind of seemed like he got mowed down. And then you found that he just basically, then like five minutes later, you saw him back on the train. He just had a, like a flesh wound, <laughs> didn't he? He got shot yes. in the arm or something. It's just bizarre. And that was a bit, and it, it was like, <laughs> he must be about 70 anyway. So he was the one that found out he could get out the bottom of the train. He ran out. 
Well, we kind of saw all these. Well, I don't know. I think it's not even worth talking about this bit because just got, anyway. You got anyway. Back to the because I suppose no point. No point. No point. This is going to be a long it, podcast anyway. So we're 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 getting to the close end of the film where they've just so they detach the carriages. Only the carriages there are. Yeah. So that's where these thousand people coming. So I think they're the cannon fodder at the st- front of the train. So it, I, mean, let, I want you yeah. to talk through. Let, let me. Why don't you talk through your reaction when you see the train going onto the bridge and the subsequent collapse of said bridge and train? What What did you make of that? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's that's a good it's a good interview question. That. Um, <clears throat> so I was fully expecting it to be a model train and a model bridge. So I kind of knew what would, because that's how they do it nowadays, except it might look a bit better. Um, I know that that, I know that (laughs) that bridge still exists in real life. Obviously it's not where they say it is. Um, So, uh, so yeah, I saw those front, front couple of carriages or few carriages fall off the bridge. Um, Was there an explosion? I don't think there was, was there? I don't think there's any, uh, to, to say that, there was oh, right at the end, I think, when they hit the, oh, hit right. the yeah. But I think that's probably yeah. all those tanks of oxygen yeah, so that it, they're carrying it, around. You know, all those tanks. It, it wasn't the most realistic bridge collapse and train no, carriage. I think, I think that's the most diplomatic way of saying it. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, but also my uh, my absolute favourite were the scenes where they obviously, as you said, they had to show people reacting to this, and some <laughs> one, one one of them just seemed to like. The scene setup seemed to be like that. You okay? You've got a carriage. You've got three people on each side of uh, of it sitting down, and then they suddenly like almost collapsed the carriage. So they were like thrown together, and also yeah. there was a lot of extreme close ups of people screaming. It was like the scene in Airplane, as you say, you know, when they they do that. Well, <laughs> it was exactly like that. People screaming and reacting really ridiculously to. Oh, I sat and watched an it all, and uh, on, on, I watched it on my own. <clears throat> my girlfriend came in just for that last sort of five minutes or so. She went, "Oh, is, is this is this that you know is this, is this Central Crossing? <laughs> yeah, it is." And she she just sort of sat down, finishing a cup of tea, and watched the last sort of five minutes with me. But as she came into the room, it was that bit. So the train was just going off that thing and all hell was breaking loose and people were being thrown around. It actually looked like they got a train carriage and chucked it around somewhere because there were people like <laughs> diving into walls and stuff. It's just like, Jesus, like this is, you know, <laughs> what is going on? And I was like, listen, <laughs> the last two hours have been like this. So um, there's, no, there's no point. There's no point. I haven't got time to go into it. You need to. Uh, it's proper. It's a proper yeah. experience, this. Yeah, and it's not a short film either. They, I mean, they, they, they what is it like two and a bit hours to two hours ten? I mean, that's that's pushing our kind of threshold for what we are what we're willing to sit. I through. mean, it, it but, kept me going. It kept me going. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So much going on. It didn't feel like. That, and then obviously that happens. So they're all dead, and the other carriages. People just it just slows down. People get off the train, and then just wander off. Yeah, and that's the end. And that's yeah. it. That was it. It it kind, of, it kind of just faded to didn't even fade to black. It just it did a pull out like the like the original like the, it's basically the the reverse of the drone shot going yeah. into Geneva in the in the beginning. It pulls out, and 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 that's it. And then there's some credits, and it's like it doesn't even say the end. It just says you know um, 
a so-and-so film produced by, edited by, whatever and you like. And I just went, is that, is that it? <laughs> It's like, that's that's how you end in that, is it? Like, they just didn't know how to end it. I'll just put the credits up, it's fine. Jesus Christ. Well, that, that's a bit I mean, of a callback to uh, the Coen Brothers film we talked about the other other week or whenever. It's yeah. like kind of, you know, the ending of that was like, what? Is that, that it? Well, you know, this, this the same same reaction, but for a wholly different reasons, I guess. I mean, yeah. that, that again, yeah. do the, Richard Harris and Sophie Loren get married for the third time? Because that's a big thing in it, isn't it? That they've been married twice before. Is, yeah. And then the, the, the bit at the end is a bit weird with the little girl because it feels like they might adopt her because her mum's just been shot because she was carrying a machine gun. Oh, they're going to adopt her, yeah. She was machine gunning people down, her mum was. She see, she's, that, 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 girl, that, that girl has seen a lot of shit in like that. that. Yeah. 24 hour period or whatever she's going to need some kind of therapy i think yeah um uh, i think oj gets killed doesn't he i mean we're not talked about oj that much uh, i think he th- he gets gunned down i think he? he i think he did yeah, yeah he's part of the yeah i think that's right because it's because he's some kind of like what is he like an fbi yes he's some kind of undercover cop or something, yeah he? he's not a vicar really he's an undercover, <laughs> undercover cop because i think that's what fbi kind of do these days and I, I do love again him he's obviously the most unrealistic vicar ever yeah. anyway but also he's the way you know tv films or what or tv and films did vicars that days was basically he just had to be carrying reading a bible all the time didn't he yeah. that was that was that's how to really make yourself yeah i'm carrying a it got him upgraded to uh, it got him upgraded to first class though didn't it i might try that well yeah i mean uh, get myself a get myself a dog collar. Uh, yeah, first class was the ones that survived it, so that they were they were fine, weren't they? And Bert Lancaster, I think the end of the yeah. shot is Bert Lancaster walking off because he's done a great job. Apparently, he's killed loads of people when he didn't have to. He's contained it. That's right. His colleague, though, his colleague, his colleague asked him if he wanted to go for a drink, didn't he? And he just yes. ignored him and wandered off. Yeah, it was a bit bizarre, wasn't it? At the end. Yeah, do you want to go for a drink? Fancy having a brew? No. Didn't even answer him. Bit rude. He's probably <laughs> thinking, "No, mate, I've got. I'm, I'm off this film. I've been paid. I'm going." It's just the, <laughs> that I probably was like, just Bert Lancaster leaving the scene. Oh, yeah, just oh, I've had enough. I've had enough. I can't stretch cred- credibility any further by having a drink with you. Um, yeah, and so he's contained it. I mean, I'd have thought there might be a bit of press interest in all this. They might have picked up on it, but. Maybe not. He's probably contained it well. Well, yeah. Bert's yeah. Bert's job was to keep it, you know, make sure no one knew about it, wasn't it? Uh, so I'm sure it. someone's going to notice that a thousand people are missing though at the other end when the yeah. train doesn't turn up and stuff. But no, 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 it just went off a bridge. It was fine. But yeah, great. I mean, that's. I mean, we got. I mean, I don't know if we mentioned the link, but the link was as simple as uh, Miller's crossing, Cassandra crossing, just the word crossing. Correct. And word the, crossing. Yeah. Why? Why not? Great stuff, um, and, and I think I think we've probably talk, we've probably talked about two hours now, and I think we could talk a lot longer because there's so much more. But I think I could, have... I could I could go I could go on Cassandra Crossing. I could do <clears throat> I could carry on talking about that for another at least another hour. <laughs> but I think we'd um, be best not, had we? <laughs> probably best not. The, the two two last things. One, the budget was an estimated six million dollars. Yeah. Now, I mean, you know, nowadays. I mean, it costs a billion pounds to make a Marvel film or something, doesn't it? But... I think they've probably spent that on the opening shots and the helicopter rides. I think, hiring I think the just train. Hire, hiring the helicopters and the train, I think. And, yeah. and Richard and, Harris and Burt Lancaster, and that's it. 
I see, I could see a one review online when I typed in Cassandra Crossing. The first review I saw just it was written twenty first of January year the year two thousand, and it, the heading is everything but the kitchen sink, and it just says, "Wow, now here's a value for money film," <laughs> and that is that sums it up very well yeah. because there is not much that's not in this film. And, I think uh, you know I think it obviously got pretty bad reviews, yep. probably fairly. But I yep. think it's one of those. I don't. I don't um, prescribe to the it's that bad. It's good kind of thing. But I just think it's a, it's a good. You could watch this and get a lot of joy out of it. At least I come away it. with it. I enjoyed it. I think I've got a lot. There's yeah. a lot of talking points. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, what 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 more do you need from two hours? So well, if any, any if anybody has if any of our listenership have seen this film and would like to comment on any of the bits. Please do tweet to us. We'd love yeah. to hear about, if, about your and, thoughts on this. I mean, maybe we've missed a hidden, like a subcom, subtext of it all. Perhaps we, we might have missed a complete, you know. Maybe, yeah, yeah. It seems to be a, um, it seems to be a middle of the day film four favorite at the moment. Yeah. So if you want to, uh, you know, get your get your uh, VHS tape out and um, set the set the timer. Then uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll catch it. It'll probably be on again in the next couple of weeks if you want to uh, dig that out. Definitely, we'll be ha- happy to hear about it. Um, so we're going to see uh, how this links to uh, God knows. I mean, how this links to anything else. But again, if you've got any thoughts on that, please do get in touch with us. Um, I mean, yeah, there's OJ Simpson links. There's Martin Sheen, Richard Harris. So there's like, I mean, God knows. This you have a look at the cat. You have a look at the cast list. There's trains. I need, a, I, cast need list. Plague. I need it. I need to lie down after this, to be honest. I can't even think about it. But yeah. I, I honestly did proper wore me out, but it was, I felt like I was, I felt like I was in the film. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm going to go now and see if uh, there's a Cassandra crossing poster on eBay that I can buy and get <laughs> framed up for my, uh, for my bedroom wall. Uh, cheers guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>